So if this episode sounds like it's not the first one, it's because it's not. Uh, hello, everybody. I am the Stoned Texan. As we're about to drop our first episode here over on L4 Media of a podcast that I do with a friend of mine where we just kind of sit and talk about what it's like being middle-aged and, you know, being Gen Xers and how we're processing life and all that kind of fun stuff, psycho uh, analytic babble. I don't know what else you could call it. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. And so one of the things we had started with that series uh, is where basically women and men sit and talk about dating and relationship and communication and just all that fun stuff. And so we recorded a couple episodes. And it's me with, at different times, four other women, and we're just bouncing back and forth our thoughts. Really good conversations. Um, one of the big things I was worried about when when that idea was brought forth by my co-host was would it turn into competition? Um, I, I think one of the things that happens nowadays when, when you look at politics or even sports, uh, if there's a debate too many times people are trying to win the debate more than they are actually trying to get their point across or actually trying to, uh, uh, provide information that the other side might find useful. And, and I was worried that this could turn into that, but it didn't. Um, it was real good. It was it was a hundred percent a community a communicative conversation over a, a debate. I, I don't think there was uh, any kind of real debate. Now that doesn't mean we agreed on everything, but we weren't trying to win the moment. We were just trying to communicate. And I, you know, honestly, I I, I wish that's where we were in politics, but you never will be because politics is performance, and 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 that's part of what this uh, around the square table. Uh, men, women, relationship thing is it's not performance. Yes, we want to entertain. We want you to enjoy the conversations. But we're, we're not trying to win your approval by saying a zinger or a got you moment or everything. It's just it's just men and women uh, communicating about, you know, what they look for in relationships. And the thing that I found the most interesting uh, is since I was the only guy in, the, in these first couple episodes was you know, and I knew this going in, but this kind of proves it is it, nobody's cookie cutter. What three women might want, the fourth woman was like, yeah, that's not what I want. And so that goes to a lot about what, again, one of the reasons we wanted to create this style of show was to prove that, that guys aren't just all guys and women just aren't all women. Uh, yeah, there is some things that we can group together, but at the end of the day, we're all individuals. So again, it, it sounds like this is not the first episode of our podcast. It's not. If you want to go check out the others, you can go look at the Stoned Texan on YouTube. Uh, and I'm actually, I renamed our podcast feed here, the Stoned Texan as well. And this is a show inside that series. That's because I'm also going to do some other things on this uh, this show page and also on our media, uh, on our L4 Media YouTube. And by the way, you can find us at L4 Media. Uh, on YouTube, uh, we talk sports, we talk travel, we talk this kind of stuff. We just talk. It's just a, it's a, it's a video slash podcast media multimedia company uh, that just has a lot of information on a lot of different genres, and we hope you enjoy it. We got some ghost stuff coming up. It's going to be a blast. But anyway, so this is not the first episode of our series or of our show. This is the first episode of me talking in a roundtable format with four other females. And it's, it's interchanging. It's not the same Four, uh, we mix it in. Um, and, and so it, it, it's interesting. I'll say that. And we've got a couple episodes already cut. I'm about to drop this one. I am going to drop our older episodes as well. And they will technically come in under this one. So they'll be considered newer than this one, even though they were recorded before, this one, so you might hear us promoting, uh, you know, the first episode of the the around the square table. But that's just because of of the the order. From then on, everything will start to be chronological. So here we are, me, the Stone Texan, Vivian Blaze, and our around the squared circle talk debate communication. Just a good time. <laughs> I, I I can count on on one hand how many times I took a person out I barely knew out to dinner and did the formal dinner in a movie. Mm -hmm. So one of y'all give me a bad a bad date to start off. Well, 
I think I have a string of really, really bad dates. Mm -hmm. And I think the one that sticks in my head right now was kind of one of the first for me was when I was dating someone for two months, it was my first out of town experience. We were originally going to go to Colorado. And I think this is what's even spawned the, uh, this podcast for starting. And so I dated this guy for two months and you know, it's different. It's fun. It's whatever. I think I'd been divorced a year. Was this your first like true trying to date somebody after your divorce? Um, yeah, ish. See, yeah, no, it was okay. Cause you know, I really wasn't, I'd been in a relation, you know, I've been married for 10 years and then we were together two additional. So 12 total. So we were going to go to Colorado, but because of the pandemic, his job wouldn't let him leave because then they track him through his computer and he always, he's an IT. So he always has to have his computer with him. And so we decided that we had to go in state. So we went down to the hill country and I found this amazing bed and breakfast their pastries and breakfast was amazing. I need to go back to this place just for the food. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, though, I don't know if they would ever book me again if they saw my name appear. <laughs> 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 because the we got there late, like 1 a.m. Friday night. And then Saturday, we slept in. And then we enjoyed, we were in Wimberley. So we enjoyed, like, you know, the local food. And then we did the shopping all day. And then we ended up going to dinner. And this guy could not hold his alcohol. Now, did you know that before this trip, or no. was this the first time you were seeing it? No, that? because I met him at, um, um, sh- what was it? Shakerton's. Shakerton's. I met him at Shakerton's. So okay. we were already out mistake drinking. One. Yeah, mistake one. Mistake <laughs> one. <laughs> but you know, I'm a year out of a 12-year relationship and a real shit yeah. relationship, so I In didn't care. City. I was like, who, someone's going to actually spoil me? This is the first time someone's done that. I mean, hell, I didn't even go on a... Um, a honeymoon when I got married. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, whatever. This is fun. And it was purely just going to have an experience. And so we had dinner and um, he clearly couldn't hold his alcohol because we were eating munching and we were pretty tipsy by the time we left, but everything closed at nine. So we had to leave and go like 15 minutes outside of the city. There was a bar there that's the local favorite. So they had live music. Well, as we were pulling up, my phone was blowing up. I didn't know it, but my ex-husband was like, hey, my car broke down. And, of course, he has my son. And he's like, can you add me to AAA because I can't afford to get a tow. I'm like, you have insurance to use it, but whatever. So it takes 30 minutes for this whole scenario. Yeah. But in the 30 minutes, the dude comes out like three times. And every time he's pissier than before, like a little child. Like, oh, my God. I'm like, why are you jealous? It's my ex-husband. They're straight. And at first I was like, I'll tell you when I'm done. Please just trust me enough to say, let me handle this. Then I will fill you in. He couldn't do it. He was like a man baby. So within 30 minutes, I'm off the call. I'm finally able to go in. At this point, I had already put my hand up to his face and told him to shut the fuck up and leave me alone and go inside. Yeah. And I'll deal with them when I'm ready. And then, <laughs> and then when I get in there, you know, he's all pissy and throwing a fit. And in my head, I'm going, you don't even know what happened. And you were all worked up for nothing. Like, we're done. This is over. I mean, and I drove, thank God. And I, that night, I almost left. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad I stayed. I had been drinking, so I shouldn't have been driving four hours home. I was like, no, that I would probably put some out in my car on the side of the road somewhere. And that's not safe. So, you know, what not. But... He he's bitching and yelling at me at the bar. And then I go, okay, I set my drink down. I go, so uh, so this is what it's going to be like? Is this what we're choosing right now? We're choosing violence? Because <laughs> I'll fucking care. I mean, I'll throw my gloves off. I'll, you know, throw them down on the floor. I'll punch you in the face if you touch me in public. I don't care. Yeah. Like, he didn't he, know you very well. He did it. And he, I mean, he's throwing this fit, yelling at me, calling me names. And I'm like, you don't even know what happened because he's so jealous of my ex-husband. I don't even know why. Like, I don't even talk to him very often. And um, But the, the whole fact that I was taking his time away and he just got it in his head. Very controlling. And I don't I do not do well with this. So I'm literally all, you know, gloves are off. I, I, I will box you if this is what comes down to. You will not touch me. You will not embarrass me in public. But if that's what you're going to do, I'm going to make it worse. <laughs> I, I don't believe a relationship really begins till you take the first road trip. The first yeah, time you go sense. more than three when or four hours. When you're trapped hours. in a car with yeah, someone. Yeah, you're trapped in a car and you're, you're not just. You're trapped somewhere. So were you guys in your car? We were in my car. I drove. So you could have stranded him in Wimberley. Oh, yeah. And he could have woken up 
with a hangover. Well, I mean, Wimberley is a really good town, though. It's great. That'd be the great one town. Also, maybe drive to a shitty town and make him get out there. Mm Yeah. Go to the bathroom. Oh, no, no. We stopped at Bucky's on the way home, and all of a sudden, I'm gone. Oh, yeah. Leave him at Bucky's. He has food. He has clothes. He's fine. He's a survivor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, but they don't allow 18-wheelers in the parking lot, and they won't even let people who just the... They don't have the trailer part of it, but they... Them purchase stuff. They will actually make them leave. And they know exactly who they are on the camera, and they will make them leave, and they, they can't come back. Do they make you stand in line first? Because the last yeah. time I was there, yeah. I was like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I didn't have to pee so bad, I would leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, will, <laughs> I will say the Bucky's checkout line is great. They go fast. They do go fast. Um, so, so question though, okay. going back to that, so yeah, yeah. you you dra- drive him all the way back. How was that drive back? I bet that was fun. So I haven't gotten to the good part yet. So he's. So I go, okay, so is this what's happening? Is this where we're going? Because I really, I mean, seriously, I need to know this. Are you going to calm the fuck down or are you going to go extra? Okay, well, here we go. <laughs> Strap on your seatbelt, bitches. Because <laughs> the whole bar knows I'm mad now. So they all know that he's a piece of shit yeah. and he's a twat and he can go fuck right on off. <laughs> and I go to my car and then we go to back to the bed and breakfast we're arguing the whole way through and you know, things that bothered me. Um, Oh, it comes out. Everything. My gloves are off. So everything comes out. Everything that pisses me off about him. Cause he's criticizing me, judging me. He's insecure. And I'm like, because I talked to my ex-husband really. Okay. All right, man, baby, let me, ex- let mama explain this to you. And we're yelling and fighting all the way back to the, to the bed and breakfast. We make it up to the room and he's still being bitchy and he won't stop it. And I'm constantly going, please stop. Please stop. I, I will. I don't want to be like, there's a certain level I can get to and it's scary. and I don't want to be there. But if we get to there, you know, I don't care about neighbors. I don't care about anything because, you know, I'd rather have other people hear me scream and yell and hear what I say yeah. as opposed to me being quiet. And then all of a sudden, you know, CSI is on the, the doorstep yeah. and he's still yelling at me. He comes after me. He puts his hands on my shoulders, pushes me up against a wall. I had grabbed my um, wine key. And I had brought the the cork part out. Yeah. And I had it in between my fingers because I was going to stab him in the face if he didn't take his hands off of me. And then he was still yelling at me. And then he charged me again. And I was like, "Don't come near me. I'm going to slap the shit out of you. I have no. I don't care." He's like, "Blah blah blah blah." Whap! Now brace yourself for this reaction. He grabs his face. He looks completely surprised. He's like. Oh my God, you assaulted me. (laughs) 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 Yes, yes, I assaulted you. Okay. Let's ignore the warning that you've already put your hands on me. I mean, it was ridiculous. So then when we wake up the next day, he pretends he forgets everything. I'm pissed. Oh God. He's claiming he drank too much. Oh no, he doesn't even, he doesn't even talk about it. But see, I didn't even want to bring it up. I just wanted to get home. Yeah. But before that, he went and spent a lot more money on me. So I was okay with that. (laughs) But then, then this is the weekend before Christmas, right? So on Christmas day, you know, I told him I needed some time, blah, blah, blah. And we weren't talking on Christmas Day. I totally was like, yeah, this isn't working out. <laughs> Happy holidays, bitches. <laughs> Did you ever see him again or talk no. to him again? No, he tried to email me. He tried to, like, get to me through, like, Venmo or, like, whatever. And I blocked him on everything. So that, that's the that was the question I was actually going to ask today. And we'll go ahead and ask it now, even though it's, we're talking dates. How many meetings in do you allow a guy to know where you live? It depends on the guy, but several. I got my fourth date with a guy tonight. He doesn't know where I live. He does. He knows Plano. He thinks I live in West Plano. I'm really bad about that. Yeah. Like, oh, see, but I've seen our too first many ID channel shows. Hanging, but we'd already, no, no. I, became, I came to your house and we went to a park and we hung out. Oh, the first right. time we met. Sounds so like five-year-old with a kid I and I, I brought you candy and yeah, we talked it was so fun. I told you not to tell your family mm-hmm. about this yeah, Keep yeah. It's, a it's a secret it's a secret I'll give you extra butterscotch because I mean that's the thing like as a guy you would think you wouldn't have to worry about that but when I got through with my divorce I got divorced in 2016 and about 2017 I started doing the, it was the first time on dating apps for me because I got married in 2002 and uh, I was just doing the hit it and quit it and you know I was very open about it it wasn't but I had this one chick and She's six foot one. I'm six foot one, and I've never dated somebody that looked at me eye to eye. <laughs> it was weird. And, uh, but we really weren't dating. We were just hanging out. 
And then like a year later, I'm actually dating a lady from uh, New Mexico and she's in and we're just hanging out watching movies. And my dog at the time has this weird reaction. I have a, where you walk into my house, there's a dining room that connects to the kitchen and then the, the den's right there. And we're in the den and my dog is walking around and he's just sitting in the kitchen, not saying anything, not doing anything, but just sitting there. I turn in there to look and there is a six foot one woman there drunk crying. This is the one? Yeah, this is the one. And she basically came to my house at 2.30 in the morning unannounced. And she, yeah, she broke in. Well, she just walked in. I didn't have the door open. Oh. But yeah, she broke in. But she was drunk and she was apparently the guy that she was with. Uh, she says he loves me, but he had to leave for his third baby mama. And I'm like, sweetie, that I listened to what she just said. You know? <laughs> like, uh, what? <laughs> uh, and and so that that was the first time I ever thought about well, crap. I don't need to give. I mean, women can be just as crazy mm-hmm. as guys. You always hear about the guys, but I mean, if she'd have had a weapon, or if if you know, you know, she came with weird intentions. But I don't know what her intentions could have been. And, and to this day, she will always know where I live. And I mean, that was a year and a half in between where she showed up. So there day, I now locked yeah. my door. I grew up. Oh, in, yeah. I grew up in a small town. You didn't lock your door. Yeah. I just started locking my doors in the last four years because of, because her. of her. Yeah, And I mean, it's just, it, it's scary. You know, th- th- you get 7 million people to choose from, but that also means you're, you're getting the watered down gene pool of some of these people. And you <laughs> got in the dating pool right now. It was worse a year ago. And it's, it's even like, pee. no, why, why it's is like it a bad comic. now? Well, the dating apps are flooded with married men. Yes. Well, weren't they always? I don't know, but I'm in a couple of are we dating the same men group in different cities, and it's the same damn thing. Yes, no, I'm in like ten of those groups because I love them. Yeah, it's the same. Li- it's so I've been on four dates with guys that turned out to be married. One I found out from that group years after the fact. One showed up, and midway through the date announced he was married, and I was like, okay, that would have been good to know. But like married and twice. separated, or just straight married? Straight married. Oh, straight married. Not swingers. Not no. and not saying swingers. No. Me and Jen got hit on by swingers at a pool, at one of the singles pool parties. This was great. Yes, we did. So we showed up. So it was supposed to be Kelly was supposed to go. And then Noe was supposed to go. Noe was supposed to go. Laura was supposed to go. Laura was supposed to go. And then AJ was supposed to go. And out of everybody, it was just Terry and I. Yep. And we, we, where was that? Up in uh, McKinney? At McKinney Yeah, pool. we went to McKinney, and it was like a big singles party. Yeah, it was, it was the whole group from the singles group. It was John. It was all of them. And, and everybody. We're having a blast, and we're drinking and, and talking. I'm actually talking to that weird chick from Indiana for a little while, and then she just kind of got like, <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Uh, no. But the party's ending, and, and the guy... The guy starts talking to you, wasn't it? Because we had to go to the bathrooms up around to the yeah. out. And so the guy starts talking to you. And I just walk up. And then his chick comes up. And, and they're basically like, so y'all together, right? And we're like, no, no. not really. We're just hanging we're out. Friends. And they're like, no, y'all y'all Like, they were trying to get us to say, like, we were fucking or something. And we're like, no, we're really not. Yeah, because no. they wanted to. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, the, the, exactly. The, the little chick literally goes, oh, that's a shame. Because we've, we've been talking about y'all all night. Mm. There's a lot of poly people on the apps. And oh, what I've okay. noticed is always one of them is really hot. And the other one, no. That's why they probably. So basically, what it means is that's why they need the app. Yeah, yeah. The hot one gets the isn't getting pleasured at home, and so they're and and it's it's usually usually the woman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're in a weird, we're in a weird world of cucks and all that kind of stuff. That I guess just being on the internet, you find them all now. But like, you, you, I mean, I believe half the reason we have all these white males doing these shooting up schools and stuff is because they can't get laid. They don't know how to handle women. They don't know how to talk to women. Or life in general. Or life in general. But, I mean, let's be honest. That starts with having a girlfriend when you're young who can kind of – every guy needs that. You need at least one girlfriend. That's the mother role. It sucks, I know, for that girl at that time, but a guy needs it. And I just don't think guys have that now. They they sit on the internet. I don't blame video games. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame – I'm with you. I don't blame video games – as themselves, but I blame the guys that are just sitting in their, you know, in their the, the stereotypical mom's basement playing video games and watching porn all day. Well, they're, you know what's happening is, is I that think we need to raise them. We've better. been, we've been like raised. Cultural, it's the a way cultural we raise thing. Boys. So we've been raised how the culture's been going, and then all of a sudden, especially you know, we think about how modernized we've been since the beginning of the nineteen hundred nineteen hundreds. Yeah. And how technology has revolutionized the way that not only do we communicate with people and we, we're social, but we feel invincible for all the stupid shit that people post out there so they can bully people, yeah. but they can also have their freak flag fly. Also, in addition to that, our culture is changing with our conversation saying it's okay for people to be who they are. You can be a freak and it's fine. We've been 
I mean, us. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Well, but yeah, but I mean, but we always have been shamed. But whether it's like your sexual kinks, whether it's like your goth, or whether it's it, whatever you're in, in social like groups or whatever you identify with, as far as what makes you happy. And I'm not even talking about sexual orientation, but identify as far as your cultures and people that you mesh with and and things that you like and and the music. And also, honestly, I think music really just defines our cultures in so many ways. Yeah. No, you know? I agree 100 percent. And and so but now what I think what's been I think is really awesome is that our generations are older now and we are more accepting. We've been screaming acceptance. We've been screaming. Everybody loves everybody. We should not keep anybody from loving someone, but the but I will say, doing that and promoting that, you got some of those real dirty ass freaks that come out too. But we have to accept them too. Like I mean, it's it's just who they are, right? But it doesn't mean I have to participate in any of it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I, I also think that I'm assuming we're all in our forties, high thirties. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're the first generation. High thirties, yes. <laughs> well, I'm high in my forties. I don't know if that I'm counts. very high in my forties. Um, but <laughs> but I mean, we're the first generation that as we get older, we're not getting more conservative. I mean, no, as a, the, the Gen X, yeah, well, just and more liberal in our po- politics and more liberal in our social beliefs. And because we're as Gen Xers, we always were like, I don't care. I don't care if you're gay. Just don't put your dick in my face and we're good. Yeah. You live your life. I live my life and I'm happy. Yeah. And and our group, our parents, the boomers, they don't understand why mm-hmm. we're not like they were. Because you got to remember the boomers in the 60s were the hippies that turned into the yuppies of the 80s. Yeah. Oh, and they're so, terrified of everything. Yes, oh, but, my God. Everything scares them. Well, I, really? do, I think it's that's an Woodstock. age thing. I, I think that's an age thing. I think we all do get more. I will admit at 47, like. I'm more fearful of just my, like, at night, if I see a car come to cul-de-sac, I'm looking. Oh, you need to, to live in attention. Florida. That's not true. So people, in, the old people in Florida are not scared of anything. They will fight you. <laughs> oh, they don't care. They'll just yeah, yeah. shoot you. It's Florida. Like, they have no rules on shooting. Just uh, Yeah. Yeah, but don't go to a Waffle House in Florida. That's no. my best advice uh, I can uh, ever no, give anyone. No. They don't give fuck. <laughs> But yeah, our, our, our you want to be undead today or unalive? <laughs> no, no, Here, let's make you, you want to get your shit beat by a seventy-five-year-old man who's on meth. Okay, I will admit, <laughs> I will admit that's where when as I get older, I'm not understanding the new words like you can't say homeless anymore; they're unhoused. You can't say suicide; they're unalive. I mean, I'm sorry. That just makes you know. I think a lot of that, like unalive and stuff, comes from social media. Well, well, well Facebook is monitoring. And yeah, they, they delete it. They'll delete it if you say suicide, and so. But it's just. But a lot it of it's becomes academic language, and it's kind of filtering down. I yeah. prefer like uh, slang from the black community myself. But as soon as we start saying it as white people, it's no longer cool. No, no. <laughs> I mean, they're not like, wrong on that. No, they're, they're not wrong. wrong. <laughs> Nothing oh, sounds yeah. dumber than a middle-aged lady saying, holla. <laughs> yeah. Or, or and middle she's age. wearing her shirt that says champagne all day. Or, or, or <laughs> live love, and then she's screaming to the window. To the wall. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? And her twenties are flashing back. She's like, "Oh my god, that was so fun back then." You know, and that's the other thing. We're the first age group that in our twenties. It's not documented like it is now, but it could be documented with cameras and, oh, and things like that. Like my, my, me and my parents still talk about that. My parents were the children of the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. and they talk about, you know, that you could do anything back then and nobody would know. And you can't do that now. And you really couldn't do it when we were in our 20s in the early 2000s yeah. because of the Internet and stuff. And, I mean, the, the Internet labels everything you do now. And once you get labeled, man, it's hard to break that label. Can I just say, for the record... Praise baby Jesus. We didn't have this when I was a kid. Oh, I no. got away with everything. Oh, no. Oh, I, I mean, that one time I got arrested, I didn't get away with that part of it. But you got least, arrested? Yeah, when I was 16. Because I, I thought did it was not cool to steal shit. I wasted my youth on Jesus. Oh, Jesus, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I mean, I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I didn't do. I didn't weed. really drink in I my didn't well, sex. I didn't. Do, I didn't smoke weed till twenty eighteen. Fifteen was my key year of experimentation. Oh, okay. Got a muck. Like I would. I just oh, ran wild. Forty seven. Oh, I'm forty seven right now. So yeah, I started picking up forty. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't drink. I didn't drink as a like as a teen because I played sports. I played college baseball, so you you, you know I did the whole. Yeah. You don't do it that. It's hard to get away with stuff there. And then when my uh, when I, my knees started hurting in my thirties, I started drinking, and then uh, started smoking weed, and then it's been completely different life since then. And 
that's where me and part of why me and Jen still hang out is like we, we partake and she makes me cookies that I mean they're like pain pills for me and it, it, I, I was just telling my girlfriend and I'm like, I am so pissed I didn't smoke weed in my 20s. God damn it. I had so much fun back in the 2000s smoking weed. Okay, so my son is writing a paper for his final Uh-oh. about the 90s. And so I'm a source for him. And he's asking me, what's the slang? What's this? What's that? And, you know, what I remember is that, I mean, oh, my God. I had Jinkos. I also had pants that were, um, like, wide Leg pants. Yeah, so I was like, back. I was a hippie, so I wore my Birkenstocks. I was also a goth at the same time, so it just didn't matter. Like what, what music? Am I, I was like hippie some days. I was a goth some days. Like I just did whatever the fuck I wanted. I had pink hair, purple hair, oh, like black hair, I'm blonde so jealous hair. Of she had a Bible. I had a Bible and old lady wallpaper. And you felt guilty for everything so that what, you did. What was your denomination? <laughs> Baptist. Oh, Baptist or Again, Southern Baptist? Let me, Southern Baptist. Let me, fundamentalist. Oh. Then let yeah. me repeat. I was the same way. You felt guilty for everything you wanted to do. I still feel like people are watching me if I have sex. Well, now. Like all my ancestors are you know, like, yeah, me. This is what happens then. You go. All right, enjoy the show, bitches. Mm, mm, mm. And then that's how you help your brain. <laughs> Southern Baptist is a special kind of stupid. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, you're not it joking. really is. Okay. I, I grew up in it. It, I, it actually affects my dating life to this day because so, I, I don't trust anybody. I assume they're hiding something. So, Tabitha, what's one of your worst dates that you've experienced, or like a, just a shitty date, or like were you cat hatfished, catfished? Did Jesus ever touch you? <laughs> <laughs> If he has, I couldn't feel it. Did you ever come to Jesus? <laughs> it sounds like he needs a teacher. Yeah. Jesus is a micro dick. Um, I don't know that for a fact. I'm just saying. I'm going to step away from the electrical equipment at this time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sure Jesus is very well endowed. Um, so the I mean, worst dates I've had are usually because they showed up married. Like one guy that I was very excited about, he was British, he was super hot, oh. showed up and he had a ring on and I'm like, what the fuck? And then he, at some point during the conversation early on, he's like, yeah, my wife, blah, blah. He's like, but you know all about that. And I'm like, no, do I um, no, I don't. Like, I think you told someone I? else. And then uh, I had one guy show up stoned. So, so stoned. And then he got drunk on top of it and started spilling his beer. So I literally left him and he smoked all my cigarettes. This was back when I smoked. And so I told him he needed to go get me more cigarettes and he couldn't find his car. So he just roamed around the parking lot. And when he came back, I had made friends with the girl at the next table. He was also on a shitty date. He was so drunk. He knocked her table over. <gasps> Jesus Christ. And I just let, let that dude sit there by himself. He didn't even see me. He was so wasted. He didn't even notice I was at the wow. table over. So it was at Dodie's. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he had one of those big beers. So Tanya. Along, when, when, before I kind of left our little females group, remi- I can't remember the name. Was it Brandon? The dude, like, like Bridget and everyone, like, she was like, oh, yeah, like, he's like a sex addict. And he's like super, like, into, like, dominatrix. And um, I, I just remember us, like, someone posting him. I know, right? Shut up. Don't make that up. So you're going <laughs> to be part of this. I kind of wish we had a camera now to see that yeah, look. Yeah. She's like, wait, what are you about to say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's this. So here's another really bad experience that I had. So he was in Fort Worth working, and he was doing construction. So he was working on, like, the Am- one of the Amazon warehouses. So I was like, "Fuck it, I might as well." Let's I'm like, I will go. Uh, so I drove forty five minutes out there to Fort Worth area to meet the guy for tacos oh, for lunch. Oh, oh, oh! Is this, oh the- this is great. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my god! I was gonna ask you about this. This one. is freaking awesome. Okay, so again, this podcast was birthed from all of these experiences. So I had no idea he was had an addiction to sex obviously someone didn't love you and you were abused as a child because now you're like poor and i gotta get off and all those other things so we go have tacos i mean we were having a pretty decent time i just kind of felt something was a little off well we finished and it was a little tiny little small little taqueria so we went and we hung out in the jeepers we were talking it was hot outside i think it was i don't know it was super hot so we were talking and all of a sudden he whips his cock out takes my hand and puts it on him Whips it real good. And then he starts moving it. And I'm going, the fuck? I, excuse me, did it say hand job for tacos in our conversation? Because I mean. he never, well, he usually men who were like the 
the dom and they do these certain things, yeah, yeah. you know, they're very open about what they like. And you can, and even if not, you can tell that, um, their behaviors, code words, the way they talk to you, yeah. certain yeah. things. You can like, oh, yes. I'm done. Like once you have, so this is like my, my first experience with someone who, and he wasn't open. And so we go and he just grabs my hand, puts it on him. And we're in the fucking parking lot of the taco place, this little tiny taqueria. And I'm like going, oh my God. And I was like, I could act shocked and whatever. And like, ah, and throw a fit. And then he can yell at me all these, ex and I was like, Dude, my fucking my fucking reaction would have been so fucking different. Wait, wait, wait. I was like, oh, really, motherfucker? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It lasted 30 seconds and he wasn't big at all. And I was like, oh, poor little baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. And I mean, we weren't in this car but five minutes, y'all. And I was like, let's get it over with. I, you know, it's, it's where you have to, like, is it the drama of him trying to make you feel guilty and yell at you? I'm like, oh, this sounds like a you problem, buddy. So I just got out left and then I messaged him, like, I'm you sorry, but. You should have pinched that shit if it was so small. Just I know. pinch it. I know. You're so sorry. But see, here's the thing, too. Oh, how cute. So then, uh, walk the fuck out. So here is where I will say insecurities of always being like an overweight woman and having people and guys treat me a certain way or whatnot. I really, these past like three and a half years have been like opening to me of what's really wrong. Mm -hmm. So I've gone on these dates not knowing. I wasn't taught things. I was I was taught princess weddings and, and Hallmark movies. That's how relationships yeah. are. And I was taught no sex until marriage. Yeah, well, I read that Period. at 15. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to say sorry for me by the end of this. Y'all are finding out a lot more about me. So sidebar. I would still be a fucking virgin because I've never been married. My high school. <laughs> <laughs> Could you think of anything worse? So my, my life just flashed before my eyes when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> my high school teacher was married to one. She she married her high school sweetheart, and they were married for like 20, 30 years. And she went fucking cuckoo for cocoa puffs. But she goes to me, have sex with a man before you marry. Yes, hundred percent. Because girl, if he is small, you don't want that the rest of your life. And if he doesn't know how to, what he's doing, you aren't his teacher. And like, you can't learn? You teach him about you, but you don't teach him basics. Right. Like, right. you have to have that chemistry. His mom needs to do that. Because <laughs> That's a whole different conversation <laughs> <and> show. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Rural Texas. Yeah, no sex before. Yeah. <laughs> We had some wild. Well, you know, you, you know, some crazy shit happens in those churches. You, you laugh about that, but oh, my. It's true though. In the background, it is disgusting. My my first was the '80s movie. It was my next door neighbor's hot younger wife. She was 29. I was 16. I mowed their yards. She did the whole like. It took my dad. So they live like I live out in the country in the pasture, and, and like there's a house there, and, and my parents' house, and they still live there. And my were you dad, a Patrick Dempsey to somebody? Yeah, basically. Um, but but but, but uh, yeah. it took my dad. I, I wasn't seeing the signs. Like every time I'd mow, she'd come out and do the string bikini, eighty string bikini with a high thing, and do the oil. And my dad finally said, "Dude, if you don't go fuck her, I will." <laughs> he wasn't going to. That was just my dad. Like yeah. he was like, "Dude, I'm tired of seeing you. You're 16, and this hot 28 year old's literally just like." Okay, so can I just stop the father. conversation real quick and point out how fucked up that is about how men are taught? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No big, big. Like big. Become a man until you're late. I mean, take them to a. I don't know if the. This is I mean, all, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. This is all bullshit. Well, I mean, you got to realize we're in an age group where there's still dads that took their sons to a hooker the yeah, first yeah. time. The first time. I know for sure because multiple friends of mine, they would go over to Louisiana and, and that's what their dad would do. Or in a couple of them went down to Mexico. I don't understand that. Why would you want to subject your child to all these STDs and some uncurable? 
Like, why? Yeah. Teach them love and relationships. Well, you gotta Prostitution was legal when they were tested. It yeah. would actually not be a terrible thing. Yeah, and also you gotta well, realize... Well, you if know, you're des- like, if you really want it, you can pay for it. That's an option. That's well, why I think it should be legal. It should well, be. It should, it should be, be legal. Because anything that you have legal, I feel just becomes, More regulated. Become, well, it's regulated, but it also becomes less important. Yeah. If it's illegal, yeah, then it's really important. And less stigmatized. But if it's legal, then they're like, oh, okay. Well. It's like weed usage, weed usage in, in legal states actually goes down every yeah. time because like you said people lose the oh I'm doing this in private because yeah. you know they lose that it's thrill it's not the forbidden fruit yeah no, it's not it's the forbidden not fruit well and not only that it's like once you make it legal and accessible yes you know what I, I've, I had a conversation with someone I completely love the other day about this and my whole point is I was like do you not remember high school I mean, we just go talk to our buddy, and we got a bag by the end of the day if he didn't already have it on him. So high school, we got anything we wanted. I got acid. I got ecstasy. I got weed. I, I mean, I was at your high school. Yeah, yeah. me too. Your I, high school I was in a small fun. town. We didn't get well, any no, of that. Plano was heroin. Collin yeah, County was, was one of the yeah. worst counties in the entire but, country. When, when all of us were in high school, Plano was the heroin capital of the country. MTV did yeah, a documentary about it. MTV yes. did a documentary about it. So you can get whatever oh, you really? want in high school. You what? I had a patient on that show, on the MTV oh, documentary. Oh, wow. He was Look at a you. kid. She's in healthcare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, it's it's growing in a small town. You, we were lucky to get a Bud Light party ball. Yeah. Oh, God, you remember those? beer and purple passion. I'm a girl. I just, passion. I just, I just flashed my half-ass um, strawberry cleavage because yeah. I don't have big tits. They just see a little bit and then they buy me beer. I tried that so, too. It didn't work. Well, you're a dude. You're the one who buys the beer for the chips. If you're Damn showing it. cleavage, they're not buying you shit. I know, man. I gotta work uh, on my boobs. Anybody got somebody arrested on a first date? <laughs> okay, well, well, no, no, no. Uh, Mike okay. is going okay. right, right here. Let's hear it. Okay, so what's the story here? My my worst date was in college. I was set up on a blind date with one of my sorority sisters, and the guy was six foot five, and as a almost six foot woman, having a date with a six foot five man was pretty exciting. Yeah. So he came to pick me up, kind of good looking. He was in a fraternity at some other college. So we're on our way to Fort Worth from Denton, and we got pulled over. And so the cop comes and gets his license. He's gone for quite a while. And I jokingly say to him, what, do you have a warrant out for your arrest or something? (laughs) Two minutes later, the cop came back and said, sir, I need you to step out of the car. He arrested him. He had three warrants out for his arrest for, you know, public intoxication, Peeing in public and something else. Stupid. Something stupid. So stupid frat boy. It, it wasn't like serious stuff. No, like, okay. no. Not domestic violence. Right, nothing. A murderer. Um, dumb drunk shit. D- dumb drunk shit, but yeah. That, that almost makes it worse, though. Really? They you have continue. a warrant for dumb drunk shit? Well, obviously, yeah. he, he got drunk and like just peed everywhere. Yeah. Maybe he was going to want to do a little golden shower <laughs> later with you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> so the cop arrests him, and I said, okay, how am I supposed to get home? Yeah. And he said, well, you can drive his car. I said, I don't drive a stick. Like, this is a stick. I, and he said, well, you, this was before cell phones, so I oh, yeah. had no way to get home. So I drove this guy's that I just met 30 minutes before, oh, his truck to the jail. Trying the, to drive his stick shift? Not trying to drive his, I probably fucked up his truck. I mean, kind of at that point. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> so the police officer comes out with the guy's wallet and his PIN number to go to the bank and to withdraw money and then gave cool. me a telephone number to call for his fraternity brothers to get more money. So I waited at the damn jail because nobody could come pick me up. Because it was before cell phones, and I went to a school that and everybody went home on the weekend. And if you did, oh, you went to memorize anybody's phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old mem- yep. have to know their phone numbers. Yep. Yeah. So I waited with him to give for him to get out, bailed him out of jail, and he took me to IHOP for dinner, Aww. and then never talked to me again. Oh, so, well, at least you got some eggs and pancakes. I know. You should have gotten just, the fanciest fucking pancakes <laughs> <laughs> ever. The freshest. It was the freshest. The freshest. The best. Multiple dishes. I mean, it is Waffle House. Yeah. So that was my terrible date. <laughs> so you were talking about your guy earlier, and you made a point. I was going to actually ask this. Uh, y'all had been talking for a couple months, yet you still called that a date. At what point does it stop being a date and you're just with your other and you're just doing things? I always call it a date. Um, until I, I feel it's like I mean I'm still dating my man now. We still go on dates. Well, yeah, but I mean, 
you go do stuff. Once we're exclusive. Yeah. The moment I honestly, the moment I can say, I don't want to be with anybody other than you. Okay. So with my man now, he's the first one in three plus oh, years. Like when you're not just dating anymore. Yeah. yeah That's what I'm I mean. not like, dating anymore. When you have the talk. Like when both, you have the talk where it's serious and you both are on the same page. You both agree to it. And yeah. your private investigation skills have showed that he is not actually lying. Yeah. So uh, that was the other thing. Do y'all really, do do y'all as individuals, do y'all do the investigating of people? Yes. Because I really don't. I've always done it. Yes and no. Like, um, I I hang out with someone first because I'm pretty, I'm pretty okay on energy levels. Yeah. Obviously, when their personality comes out within the 30 days, you're like, oh, fuck, my (laughs) intuition really was off on that one. But, you know, because people just pretend. But I know with... 30 days, I know someone's somewhat okay at my time. And then, like, with my current, it was two months. And I'm, God, I got really drunk one night and told him I loved him. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. And I, but for me to do that, though, I I did. I did so much. Like, I did. I really cared. And I tried really hard, like, to space everything out and, like, okay, like, he's awesome. He's perfect for me. But I can't do the, I'm super excited and just jump all in. Like, I got, I got to keep my feelers out because I want to be slow about this and take my time. And, and every time we hung out, it was just like, we connected, right? So we connected in this way where it just feels like he's my best friend. I've known him for years and I've, you know, and it's been less than a year. And, and that's what I was looking for. But again, guys can hide their crazy anywhere from. Everybody from, can hide their crazy. Anybody can. Everybody can hide their crazy. 30 days. I usually know with. I've not had anybody last two months until. Um, wait, hold on a second. It's okay. Did you get your plants? Okay. Plants. When, do you, when do you want to switch out? Whenever, Whenever. you're comfortable. Whenever, Whenever you want to switch out. You want to go? I'm going to go well, I was going to say, you also, when you're dealing with people our age, these people know all their own faults because they've been in relationships that yeah. have failed, if they're, if they're at least smart enough. And, and then the psychopaths take that and turn it against them. They, well, yeah. they literally take their negatives, turn them into what you think are positives because they know that that's what their exes yeah. you know, nailed them down on. So you get used to... Okay, so for me in dating, I never really dated in high school. I had my first relationship with my best friend as a girl. Yeah. And that was very volatile. And then I really didn't get into a, I didn't really officially date until actually actually the last few years yeah. when I split in 2019. So even before then, I would find someone, talk with them, and I would just hang out with them. And that's just how it went. And that's how you, you do. either have sex or not. And that was just yeah. moved on. Yeah. And just moved on. Um, I'm really bad about waiting for sex, but especially in this, this other, um, scenario, you know, with my fiance right now, I, I met him literally seven days after my mom passed. Yeah. Um, two nights before that I had one of the worst dates. I was the worst date for somebody. I was. That's funny because that's going to be a topic down the road is when are you the bad day? Because we've all been there. At least you can admit it. This is the first time I've ever really, this is like, I haven't really talked about it. I'm very ashamed of how I acted. Um, But considering my mom had just died five days prior and then the, what I went into, like the, the traumatic experience of driving eight hours, freaking out. You probably shouldn't have went on the date. Yeah, I, I, of course I, not. I actually I agree. was talking to her during that time, yeah. and yeah. I did tell her that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I support my girl. Yeah, but, you do. Uh, you I love did. me, and you support me. I, I gave her advice, but, you know, maybe you should take a time for yourself, find yourself, love yeah. yourself. Now, now, what is your first name? Yep. You say your real name, whatever. I don't care. Precious love. <laughs> <laughs> Now coming on the stage, precious love, a little cherry pie by water. (laughs) So, hey, so I had this, it was a Halloween party. I had been talking to this guy on a dating app for a week. Um, He knew exactly what was happening. He was not, like, I'm a very open person. Everyone knows this. I I overshare on everything, usually. But um, we went out, and we went to his company, like, his boss or whatever was having at his house the Halloween party and we dressed up and, and he was sitting here telling me oh yeah they're like totally like, drunk and they get crazy and they party so hard and like you don't have to like be like restrictive with them 
are you fucking kidding me? I show up and I'm going, I'm going to button up my shirt. <laughs> not a slutty party like I was told. And I got my little like super cropped up shorts. I was oh, a wow. cowgirl. I am a hoochie mama cowgirl because yeah. he told me they like party hard. And I get there. I'm like, oh my God, these people are so so straight laced <laughs> and you know we, we go there we have food and we drink a little bit so the problem is is that when I was through I like the Saturday before that we met so seven days eight days before we met I drove seven and a half hours and I had no sleep the night before and then I had no sleep that night yeah I probably maybe slept an hour and a half Sunday night because I slept at the hospital. you yes. were not. Yeah, I was so. You, it you was the shouldn't most, even be no. anywhere. You should have been with a, a fuck buddy. Yeah, it's just you like. You should have been with a I fuck buddy. I didn't yeah. have, well, yeah. I was, yeah, I didn't really have one. So, but I was going, okay, I need to, all I thought was hey, I need a distraction. Hey, that's your friend. I was about to say she yeah. could use yeah. Buzz that's Lightyear. Right. Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> that's exactly what my point was. <laughs> right, well, and I just drove back from Kansas City that day. That Saturday I drove back. Came home, showered, got cute. I wanted to go out. I needed something positive. I needed something to distract me. Yeah, no, I get that. You know, and at this point, it was a Saturday before Halloween. Halloween was on Monday. So I went out. And so we have fun and whatever. And I was great at the, thank God, I was fine at the work party. But when we left, I had barely eaten that entire week. I barely slept that entire week. So what I drank hit me, and it didn't hit me until we were in the car. So what the I what is the guy the, thinking at this point about you? Because um, this is the fucking shittiest day yeah, I've been on. Right? Right? Yeah. So. No, no. But I will tell you this: that motherfucker, <laughs> he his him and his wife had divorced. Uh oh. Lived uh, close to each other. She was already married, but he did all the repairs. Mm. Beck and call. She called him and he was there. And I'm like... Wait, I think I dated this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds like your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right like, like, not like, over the ex. And so that was right. our... So, number one, I already knew this shit ain't gonna work out. So, it's not that bad if things go crazy. But little did I know, I woke up at like 3.30 in the morning, naked in my bed, and I'm going... Oh. I don't remember going home. I remember getting in the car and 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 we were. I think we were supposed to meet up with you. God damn! (laughs) I think you guys were doing. You guys were all getting together, and we were. The plan was to go meet up with you guys. All right. But by the time the motion hit, I hadn't eaten enough. I had they they were pouring heavy drinks for me because I wasn't. I was not the bartender. Mm. It fucking hit me. I don't remember getting home. I guess I was throwing up. And then I passed out of my bed naked. I'm like, I wake up, I'm going, the fuck is happening? So this is, I'm finally publicly saying this so everyone can hear this, that I had a mental breakdown. I didn't know what was going on. And then two days later, I met the man I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. So it was crazy because even then I was like, okay, on Halloween, I was like, you know what? I was done. I honestly yeah. was really done yeah. after that. Uh, you know, I live by things happen for a reason. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of negative shit that happens in our lives all the time, mm-hmm. but I think there's always a purpose behind it. Oh, very much. And so that was your yeah. things happen for a reason, right? Because it was like a wake up call going right. and you know, right. and I've I've had some t- a couple times that something like that's happened, but it's always been in a relationship. And it's always been something to where it's um, something crazy has happened in my life. So I understand that. And then in this point in my time in my life, I'd already had three car wrecks. One was a, the first one was in like July, that July before. Mm. And I was leaving pie on a Wednesday night and some dude was road raging me and sideswiped my entire car. And of course that. I'm a very angry person. I'm like, okay, you want to pull, you want to, you want to run in my car? Okay. Let's run into yours. And then I was like, wait, I need to get home. So I got home and then that was a big, I, I had a car. I didn't have a car for a month and I was like, okay, that's a big wake up call. And mm-hmm. then, um, someone that I had connected with real well, but he was a hot fucking mess for four months too long, but it was on and off. That threw me for a loop. And then everything else that was going on, it was like one thing after another. So by the time this like crescendo of drama happened and I have this like blackout and I am the worst date ever for some dude. <laughs> but 
on it, he was a pretty bad date anyways. Um, hey, that was your drop the mic moment. Yeah. That was a drop. Like, this, is, I, this is it, bitches. I'm yep. done. So I was done. And then so then two days later on Hinge, I have a guy like message me and we have this amazing banter. And I'm like, well, by the way, I'm going to meet you tonight, but I'm going to be in a cat costume because I've been handing out candy. And this onesie was two size bigger. I mean, it was like a big cat that I borrowed from someone. I went, She's fucked up. like Jared Leto with the mitt. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, here I am, baby. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's my worst date for anybody. But but that does go to prove we're, we're having fun talking about bad dates. But you got to realize that a person that becomes a bad date, there might be other reasons why that they're just not bad people. It's yeah. just like you coming from a really bad situation, yeah. and you probably shouldn't have been on that date. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I should. I should not have. I should. Yeah. But. I am, um, you know, I have high anxiety and I have high issues and I, and I didn't want to be alone and I just needed to be out and experience things, you know, and I need to distract myself. All right. See, I'm the exact opposite. I'm the, if, if I need to decompress, I need to be at home on the couch away from people. See, oh, I'm the same way. Yeah. Oh, I do that too. But then my, I'm just crazy. <laughs> we're gonna just name the sh- rename the show. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. Girl. So now you were talking about a married thing, and you said that was something like you were in. I, I and, and what's your name? My name is Tanya. Okay, just getting all the names for the show. So okay, so tell me about your. Okay, so I dated this guy. So I was in a, um, I guess, kind of my first real serious. I've been single now for seven years, and two years ago I was in a relationship. It lasted six months. And ended up happening. The guy just basically kind of lied the whole time. And he wasn't who he said he was and didn't like my, I'm very outgoing and very personable. And he wasn't that. Didn't like going out. Didn't really like talking on the phone. And so it ended. But I was kind of heartbroken when it ended, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I really liked this guy, everything about him. Sex was great. I just, I thought, okay, this is going to be the guy. And then when we basically ended it, as soon as we ended it, I changed my um, status to single on Facebook, like we do. Mm-hmm. And this dude hits me up who had asked me six months prior when I had first started seeing this guy, because I started seeing him right before my birthday in April. And so this guy was like, he hit me up, this guy we're talking about, on my birthday and said, hey, I would like to take you to dinner. Some guy, random guy, Facebook guy. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm in a relationship. Okay, so changed my status to single. He hits me up again and says, I would like to take you out. Me being heartbroken and stupid, and I'm like, rebound. all right, rebound. I'm like, yeah. all right, let's do it. Yeah. So we started going out, and um, I realized that he used to be a swinger, but he is no longer one because I'm like, I have nothing against anybody's lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. You yeah. know. Right. Power to you. Whatever you want to do. Like right. I have a lot of friends who are in different lifestyles. I, you know, I'm great, but. That's not my lifestyle. You would so, like to be ass before. Right. Believe me, I've been there. Yeah. Believe me, I've been there. <laughs> yes. I haven't been ass, but somehow. So, and he's like, and, and I had told him, you know, that's not really what I'm looking for. And he was like, no, 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 I understand. And so we go out on a couple of dates and I start going to his house. Well, then I realize all of his, and I will say they weren't, completely divorced yet okay <laughs> that's what see this is what when you're heartbroken and you're on the rebound the shit that you go through oh yeah I know. so he all his wife's soon to be ex is still in the closet and i'm like does she live here still like it's she just because i knew so he was like gathering a collection well, or he what? said he think- said she already had her own place with this young guy so she was in another relationship but they were no longer together. I'm doing air quotes here. Yeah. No longer together. Okay. <laughs> so I tell him, I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I it appears that she lives here still. Like, I'm not going to be in this relationship. So a week later, he says, okay, she came and got all her stuff out. And her clothes. Her side of the closet was <laughs> it's a empty. little creepy. Yeah. Her side of the yeah. But what really ended us is that uh, I really couldn't deal with the closeness that he had with his ex-wife. Like she still went grocery shopping for him. Mm-hmm. She had kids. Now wait, wait, wait. Did That's they have a, a kid together? Right there. No, they had kids. <laughs> they had kids together. Okay, so like my, I've been married twice. My my baby mama. 
she was my first and we had a kid and we've been close since then. I mean, we got divorced cause we were like, we didn't really love each other. When we got married and, and we were like, I don't love you. You don't love me. Let's right. not raise this child in this. Let's mm-hmm. just get divorced. But we were always close. So I, I, I'm, I don't understand why that's an issue. Like to me, that seems like buying groceries for your ex. Yeah, that's a little, but that's what I was asking. Is it buying just for him or buying groceries for the kids? No, no, no. But it's just the fact that she's still, he's, they're separate. She has her own life. Yeah. He needs to be an independent man yeah. and a strong man. Well, that's what I was asking. Is it buying groceries for him or for the kids? For, no. Household they bought the household. household, yes. Okay, I got you. She yeah. had keys to the house and she went grocery shopping, knew all of his, bought his deodorant, bought all of his stuff. That's because not that it's wow. weird. They that's are still together. Weird. That's not divorce. I'm yeah. telling you. And I'm well, like, usually what that is is the guy gets left and he's pining for her and he, yeah. you know. And she's playing, playing, playing the helpless sheep. Yeah. Well, playing yeah. the helpless yeah. She, but also like so there's a TV show called Spaced and at the very beginning th- this guy is breaking up with his girlfriend and she, he's he's moved in with this other chick not as a relationship just to, to be roommates and his ex finds out and she gets all well you've already moved on with somebody and you know yeah. he's like yeah you know and he tries to be all stall you know I, I can't wait for you and she goes but do you love her and he goes no of course I love you and she goes good and shuts the door on him yeah so l- let's be honest and I'm saying both sexes yeah. the person that's being pined on uses that a lot of times in those right, relationships right, especially right. after the breakups they, they keep them there it that's happens their, to the women and it happens, happens to the, the men, men. Right, I've seen course. it both and yeah. that's, that becomes their emergency hangout, their emergency. Yeah. I just need to feel good about myself so I can call him. Yeah. I mean, you know. That. It's the same thing. I've seen guys do it with, with their exes. Hey, you need something with your car. I'll go fix your yeah. leaky faucet and, and shit like that. So it's right. the same thing. Let me go grocery shopping for you. Let me go shopping for your clothes or whatever the case is. And so it's it, it goes both ways. Yeah, it was just yeah. it was just too much. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. I, I can understand that. And, and I do believe that there's so my great uncle, my great uncle, and my great aunt divorced at seventy. Oh wow! Damn. But wow. but she spent the rest of their lives still taking care of him, like groceries and stuff, simply because she knew he'd well, never yeah. he'd never done it. That they were more in the old school traditional. Yeah. She stayed at yeah. home for. Well, that's, and, and that's codependency. Plus, yep. she wanted to be still relevant in his life. Uh-huh. So for her to be relevant, she did that to add to his life. So. Because it's a codependency type thing. Well, but also well, I think, because I whose think idea they've been was together it? for that long. Well, yeah, you gotta get used to doing something for somebody. I think well, yeah. like in, in my situation, too. like right, I've been married for twenty three years, and and it's it's been like I think that if I I think my husband really depends a lot on me after twenty three years. I think that if some if we would end our relationship on a good uh, level. I think I'd probably continue doing certain things for him yeah. mm-hmm. um, just to make sure the transition. Right. Right. As, as well, because after 23 years, you're going to care for somebody. You right. were in well, love with somebody. Love and so right. and so I think that it could happen that way as well. I don't know about forever or whatever me, the case is. Me but, and my children's dad have been divorced 12 years. Mm-hmm. and He still calls on me for certain things. Yeah, I mean, it's they, they because we have a, a very cordial, good relationship now, mm-hmm. you know, as long as they have that relationship with you. I mean, it's not like groceries or anything like that. I don't do anything like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, let me get that straight here. No, no, no I don't no, do no. that. But like he'll call me because I work for a financial institution. Yep. He'll call me for, you know, information like, hey, you know, can you give me this? Or, hey, you know. Yeah, this- see, me and Mike still do that. Yeah. Like, we mm-hmm. still do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh giving each other advice and help like i said if you end at a in in a good level that's good my first husband is a little different right it it was just like fuck you fuck you give me child support whatever right um but at the end of the day we 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 had to get along he was smart on some of the decisions he made um but now after 23 years of my second marriage i think it's different, yeah. right? My, uh, it, you live twenty three years. What the fuck? You know, I never, <laughs> you know, average is seven to ten years, and so uh, I've, I've actually, we've gone through a lot, right, and, and things like that. But at the end of the day, you care for each other, mm-hmm. and I think 
if you end at a good level, mm-hmm. you still take care of each other. I think. I, I've never understood not ending at a good level. The whole point is you're ending. You're wanting to be away from right, that person. Right. That should make you happy. Right, right. Uh, my second ex, totally different. We were married from 2002 to 2016. I've literally talked to her. We didn't have any kids together. I've literally talked to her like three times about yeah, stuff. You were lucky you didn't have kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. she is just still to this day, like she's remarried. And yeah. she's actually remarried to a guy that was a friend of uh, the group. And the whole group was like, oh, oh wait, she shit. was banging him on the side. Yeah, oh, she was still... Shit. She'll still like if, if she reaches out to me about something, like her dad got real sick and, and I was close with her family. Yeah. The email started getting angry and I finally was like, yeah. We've been divorced six years. Yeah, You're married. Yeah. Be happy. Yeah. If and you're I still think, angry yeah. at me six years later in another marriage, you you might not be in that marriage. I think that shows that she's not happy even in her current relationship. Oh, yeah. Because if you're happy, you don't care. Current, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and yeah, that's, that's what happened with my first husband. Is is when my first husband is like, as soon as I got in my second relationship, well, fuck it. Let him do whatever he wants as long as my daughter is taken yeah, care exactly. of, right? Oh, yeah. um, but I didn't give a fuck what he was doing, who he was going out with, what he was doing. And uh, But if I did... I it would it would have been a red flag saying I'm not happy in my current relationship and I'm just jealous yeah. of this other person having fun or them enjoying their life. So I think that's probably a reflection of your second wife. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. And I think it's one of those where like I said about that show, I think she's the type that wants the ex to pine because her right. her other right. ex mm-hmm. was like that. He was right. always pining for her and he would drive 200 miles after they broke up if she needed him to. Exactly. And I think, you know, and Kind of like you're at, yep. you know, yep. where I was gonna that, turn it it, there's that love hate yep. thing yep. to where, you know, they can't let go. Yeah, you they can't, can't let go. But then they, they use that sometimes through anger. Right. Um, oh my gosh. I know this sounds funny, but you, you've seen Happy Gilmore, right? Oh, yeah. No, you yeah. remember at the beginning when him and the girl are arguing and he screams at her and he goes, oh, baby, I'm so sorry. That's yeah. your ex. Like, he would snap at you and then the very next Correct. conversation be like, hey, yes. we're going to have sex. I mean, he it's just, just. I agree. He I just agree. had emergency neck surgery because he had lost feeling in his everything but neck below, like legs, hands, everything. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to the ER. And before, I don't even know this, but I find out because he's like, I did everything for you. I sacrificed everything. I killed my body for you. This, I'm in all of this situation for you. I'm like, number one, I'm like, bitch, you chose to be a chef. I met you in chef school. So look, look, I'm not knocking chefs, and I know they stand on their feet, but but it's not like they're working construction 20 hours a day. Like, what is this body doing? No, and it, but it's my fault, my fault. And then it caused a rift between me and my man. It's very no, he is a narcissist, and he's a sexual narcissist. Chefs tend to be. Chefs tend to be. And he's also a sexual narcissist. And he's egotistical. So, and if it had like sexual narcissist, will make you feel bad because you're not pleasuring them, and it's your fault because you're not pleasuring them, even though they're the ones with the addiction and they have the issues. Mm. Yeah. And so anything when it, like I had issues with sex after being married to him because, I mean, I would cry. I would cry during sex because he wouldn't fucking stop. Oh, so I let him have fuck? it because he wouldn't fucking stop. That's almost like rape and, he, and shit. Yeah. Essentially yeah. it is. But then of course he goes, you rape me. You blah, blah, blah. You did these things because he doesn't oh, ever want to take it. Well, okay. So what you're just saying, I was going to bring it up when you're talking about that hand job. What that guy did with the hand job right. is rape. Right. That, yeah, that is right. literally exactly rape. Exactly was rape. That's why. That's why. I, I, and and, and that unfortunately, and Jen, you know, this is something that you and I have talked about is, because you didn't, and you've you've said it, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't grow up with the knowledge and how you should be treated and, and, and so forth. And so you've had to learn the hard right. way. Yeah. And hard so, way. Uh, you know, and you and I have really heart-to-heart conversations mm-hmm. all the time. And, and so I understand why you don't react in certain situations, mm-hmm. how I think I would react in right. certain situations. So I, I got to understand why, why I sometimes say, what the fuck? You know, I understand why you don't react how I would react. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, yeah. the situation that happened to me a month ago where this fucker oh, tried yeah. to grab my ass, right? Oh, God, that was bad. I fucking him. charged. I, I, I pressed charges on him. He went to court last week. He got, he pleaded guilty. Yes. Just wanted to let you know that. Yes. Yep. And he pleaded guilty and he's now on a strict probation. Mm-hmm. Uh, most women, when they're in the club, Guys grab asses and everything. All you do is turn around and say "fuck you" yeah. or ignore yeah. it. Just ignore. But yeah. I, I that I had never had that 
happened to me, and I always said, I feel sorry for the motherfucker that fucks with me. Mm-hmm. And oh, that night, sure. he, he fucked, fucked with me, and, and let me tell you, I'm not over yet, because he now pleaded guilty. Now I'm planning other things. Good. Because, not that I need anything, uh-uh. but sometimes these motherfuckers, these pigs, need to learn the hard way, and they fucked with the wrong person. All right, and that is where we're going to end the first episode of Around the Squared Table. Um, now, it might sound like it got cut off, and it kind of did, but we basically recorded for like three and a half hours that day. And so it's my job to then go through and edit it and cut it up into episodes. And sometimes the episode, especially when it's if you're listening to these back-to-back, you're going to tell that the last thing we're talking about will sometimes spill over to the beginning of the next episode and i'll always record a little bit of an open and a close to these to explain where we are so we you know we were talking there you know just about relationships how to handle your ex uh, how exes communicate with each other uh did these ladies get along with their exes and that kind of spilled over into uh some bad things people have done while dating in your 40s which will then spill over next episode into the singles groups in dallas fort worth uh, because they're interesting, uh, and, and I mean that with all the positives and some of the negatives, but that, but it's a no-holds-bar conversation in episode two about that, so that's going to be a fun one. But we do thank you for joining us here. Uh, again, we are on our new website. You can find us. I don't know the exact URL yet, uh, but the show is called The Stone Texan. Uh, you can find it on any podcast platform. It's also on YouTube at L4 Media Company, uh, so check them out there. Uh, and it's just going to be like this. Uh, uh, Vivian and I are going to get back in studio to, right before uh, August to record another, just me and her talking. And then I'm going to sprinkle in the rest of these episodes as we talk about relationships and all that crazy stuff in our 40s in 2023. And until next time, be safe, blaze away, and enjoy life.